1: Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode. You have made it halfway through the week. And what do we always say? You can check out from this day forward. Just, I mean, just just half-ass it at your job. If they bother you about it, say you listen to a podcast and this gentleman, Ryan Bailey, said that it's okay to check out. Just send them my way. It's going to be all good. But I hope... I hope you're doing good, but you made it. You Two more days until glory, that is, unless you work on the weekends. Um, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing good. We've had a hell of a week so far. We had IG Famous by Dana, Dana Omari on Mondays, Pop Culture Roundup, and then yesterday we had Mike the Situation Sorrentino from Jersey Shore promoting his new book, Reality Check, which I thought just still has stayed with me. Man, it's the insanity in that book. Ooh. But I hope everybody checked that out and liked it, and I... Uh, It's one of those things I love being able to uh, dip in and out of Bravo and kind of cover all of pop culture because I think a lot of us, we're not just one thing. We do it all and we like it all. And I think that's truly... You know, that's what I want this to be a celebration of a lot is just all of these different pop culture elements that we love mashed up into one show. And we do it again today. Now, but today it is a little more Bravo centric, even though there are hints of some other pop culture. We talk about Timothy Chalamet and the movie Wonka which uh, our guests went on the press tour overseas and got to interview Timothy Chalamet and Hugh Grant. Um, So, oh God, you're going to love that part of this. But I'll talk about these ladies in a second that are on today. Just fabulous. I was going to hold it until next week, but then we were talking about so many things that are happening right now in the Bravo sphere that I was like, I got to get this out immediately because it's just that good. Uh, And they've got a fabulous new podcast that I think you guys should go check out and listen to as well. Now, I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts, even though I think you'll have seen it or heard it by now. Uh, Dancing with the Stars, they had their three-hour finale tonight. It did not go the way that I wanted it to go. But listen, I mean, i you know, I watch that show and I'm just so... I'm just amazed when they can move their bodies at all. I can barely move my body. So I'm already like, whoa, these, these guys are superheroes. Amazing. Uh, maybe I'll go into the the results a little more on another episode, but uh, it did not go the way I wanted. But uh, it is one of those interesting things. I I think when you support a fan base, or even like how you guys support me, uh, I mean, I voted every week. I texted in, you know, ten times voting for Ariana, and uh, you know, I'm really proud of how far she came and uh but you know it's so funny i was thinking okay so this is the finale and then her book Fancy AF Cocktails i believe comes out this week as well and she has to do live shows a promotional tour for that and then Vanderpump Rules season 11 airs you know in january and i just like man for somebody like her when i do talk to her again on the show uh one of my big questions is you know take away all the humiliation and trauma that you've been through, you've, you know, I would imagine this is the busiest you've ever been in your life. Are you, I mean, just how emotionally, physically, and spiritually exhausted are you right now? Because I look at her, I mean, I think I have a busy schedule, but a lot of that's just sitting on my big fat podcaster ass, but she's a, to like move and stay in shape and not go out and party like a lot of her castmates do. And uh I think that just gotta be wild because then you'd have this whole season starting up again. And usually a season of reality television is at least three months. And if the season's really good, they'll probably extend that to like four months where they'll have another four part reunion. So it's just like, my God, I bet a lot of those people on Vanderpump are just already looking towards like March going like, make it stop. Or who knows, maybe they're saying, keep it going. We want to make as much money as humanly possible while we can. But I mean, I was just thinking about that schedule and it's just like, it seems like it never ends. Uh, You know, my prediction with Ariana is that... I thought she was potentially going to win Dancing with the Stars. and But I do think, you know, now she's familiar with a whole nother audience. And I think that's what's cool about doing shows like Dancing with the Stars is it, um, you know, it, it makes a whole group of people that weren't necessarily aware, you know, of you or watch reality television, they now know who she is. And I have seen her uh, do guest hosting uh, spots on like Love Island and things of that nature. And I think, wow, could you be, could she be a host or a spokesperson? And my prediction is that, I, you know, I, I can see a day when Ariana potentially in season 12 won't want or need Vanderpump rules. And that's when I was talking to you the other day, uh, and we talk about it in this episode as well, Rachel Levis's podcast. I see a world in which Rachel Levis potentially comes back for season 12. And you're like, oh, no way. But I don't know, you guys. I do also want to let you know, after I interviewed these ladies today, I had to rush out and go to the Dear Media offices at the Pacific Design Center. And I was on Shenanigans, Sheena Shay's podcast. And I was on there with Kiki Monique, you know, at the Talk of Shame. She hosts the new podcast on Betches called Pop Crime, which you should check out. But I dearly love Kiki. I actually consider Kiki out of like a real friend. Like a, I consider her a, a real friend. Like I actually open up to Kiki, and it takes a lot for me to open up to people, you know. Like, I, I, but I really, I really consider her a friend. Real, real blessing. Um but we did this and, and Sheena wanted to do kind of like a pop culture roundup, but I thought it was great. And I got, you know, I got to tell Sheena to her face that I think Rachel will come back. And I said, also, I said, I think I can see a day when you go on Rachel's podcast or she comes on yours. And Sheena, you should have seen her face. You guys, she was like, what are you even talking about? Like, and I was like. Listen, if you study pop culture, that's how things go. You can't rule it out. I'm not saying you're going to go back on and be friendly with her, but come on. There are so many questions left unanswered. And we talked, I mean, you guys got to listen to the shenanigans on Friday. I was really proud, not proud. I mean, I was, I was proud that it went okay, but I thought we had some interest. A lot of dirt got revealed in regards to uh, Sandoval this season and him uh, putting out his own storyline and Rachel not being there to answer for hers, and she agreed with some of that. I just I thought it was a really, really interesting, uh, really interesting pop culture hour on on Shenanigans. I think that comes out on Friday, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Well, at the beginning, <laughs> Sheena and Lala they have a Christmas song. They have a holiday song that she pl- I think it might be on Spotify now. She played it for us. We listened to it live on the podcast, and it is... I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's a banger. Now, if you remember Sheena and Lala, filled with bangers. You know, of course, Sheena's got good as gold. Uh, Lala has Feeling You with DJ James Kennedy. But then together, they came together, and they have multiple hits now. They have uh, Like a Boss. Do you guys remember that one? Like a Boss. I can get... It was Like a Boss was a cross-promotional for the movie Like a Boss with Tiffany Haddish uh, in 2020. It was like, you know, pre-pandemic, and it was like a little minute interstitial. You can find it on YouTube, where they do a song and mini-video, and the song's only like 45 seconds, but it's 45 seconds of just pure goodness, just a pop banger. Um, And then, most recently, they had another hit on their hands with Good as Gold Uber One Remix, Savings! And then this new Christmas song, uh, I think, is going to be huge. I mean, like, look out, Mariah Carey. You got Lala and Sheena on the case. So I'm really curious for you to hear that song as well. But that will be on Friday. And we just got to be really open and honest about a lot of things. We got to talk about Beverly Hills. We got to talk about John Jansen. We got to talk about Kristen Cavallari, Southern Charm. Uh, Sheena let me know who she made out with on the Southern Charm cast at one point. It was... And you guys, you know, like, listen, I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, come, lean in closer. It is so, and I said this on the podcast, but I can't ever explain to you guys enough how trippy it is. Because I'm a fan guy or a fan girl or whatever you want to call it of these shows. So to be sitting across in a room with Sheena and she's asking me and Kiki questions I mean, it just, it blows, it just, it is the weirdest, it's like one of those things that you used to have dreams about, like, oh, oh my god, last night it was so silly, I dreamt I was on Sheena's podcast and she was asking me about John Jansen and what a fugly slut he is, isn't that crazy? But it is, it's so weird, you guys, it is so, so weird. Um. So, quite a day, what, what a day, and then tomorrow's gonna be a day as well, because, I got to wake up early and do the Jeff Lewis live after show on channel seven, eight, nine on Sirius XM. Uh, I said this yesterday's pod, but if you're listening for the first time, uh, Jeff Lewis does his, does his show at... 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sirius on Radio Andy. That's channel 102. And then at 10 a.m. we ask everybody to switch over to channel 789. You can call in. I'm going to put the number up on my Instagram and you can call in and talk to me and Justin Martindale about anything on Jeff's show, housewives, questions, whatever we come up with. But I'm really excited for that, and then tomorrow night is the uh, the premiere for Hollywood House Lift season two. Jeff Lewis's freebie, Amazon freebie, is is what it's on. The first two episodes got released today. Uh, I watched those; really, really good, classic Jeff. Um, so that premiere party is tomorrow night. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty another busy week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, So that's, that's my schedule. What are you guys doing? What should, should we meet up somewhere? What should we meet up at Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo at some point tomorrow? Uh, let's do that. God, isn't that the dream? I just feel like someday I will hit the jackpot and I'll be able to just rent that whole place house out. If you've been listening for a long time, remember I used to talk about doing a party there, like after the pandemic stopped and, You know, I remember first going in there and they were like really open to it, like especially during the week because it seemed like nobody was obviously going to restaurants because, you know, it wasn't they weren't supposed to be really open. And then I remember like when the when things started opening again, like their prices way changed. And I was like, yo, like I love the joke of Dorit's room at Bucca de Beppo, but I personally don't have ten thousand dollars and I can't I can only fit a hundred people. Are you kidding me? But someday, we're going to make it happen someday. That's the new title of this podcast, Someday. But anyways, let's get to our guests right now. And also, as a reminder, if you like this show and if you like the show, uh, that these ladies host, consider going to it, subscribing, hitting that five star um, you know, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those things really do help. Also, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Uh you get access to a bunch of shows, a bunch of just personal updates from me. Uh Meditza also just sign up for our Substack. You can do that. It's in our show notes. And Meditsa just put our holiday gift guide together for 2023. Me, Sandra and Meditsa all gave our holiday uh holiday Holiday, holiday, I'm Morgan Wade. No, we put our holiday gift guide together and uh, Meditza put that up. So go subscribe over to the Substack. I think you'll find something for you or a loved one, or you just might get a laugh at it because who doesn't need a six foot cardboard cutout of Andy Cohen as a holiday gift? I know I do. That's one that I actually want. Um, so today, you guys, I do a big intro for them at the beginning, like with any guest, but I want to talk to you about the importance of what they do. Uh, Emily Roscoe and Lauren Herbert, they both work for Access Hollywood. And if you do listen to this show a lot, you know how much I respect, you know, things like that. Things that bring pop culture to the masses. Because when I was a kid growing up in Kansas... You know, I didn't have access to everything. This is, you know, pre-internet, but you did have these entertainment, I mean, not pre-fully internet, but you know what I'm saying? But you had these things. You had this hour block of television on a show that's kind of like Access Hollywood that I'm not going to bring up here, but then you had Access Hollywood and I was just glued to the TV. And it took me, it transported me this nerdy kid that didn't have tons of friends in Kansas to Hollywood. And I was just riveted by all of the behind-the-scenes footage at movie sets or concerts, and I, I I was always so enamored with hosts, you know, uh, and and correspondence. I always thought that was the coolest job in the world. And in a sense, I didn't get to be one of those, but I get to be here with you guys, which is, I think, a pretty close second, and in some ways, we're making it number one. Uh, and uh, I—but Remember, it, God, you guys, if you haven't, go back and listen to the episode I did with John Tesh a couple of years ago. He used to host Entertainment Tonight, and this guy has had a massive career, uh, you know, on Entertainment Tonight and then afterwards, and I got to speak to him after reading his book, and that was just one, one of those things. What a truly magical thing, because I just kept thinking, like, you were one of my heroes as a kid. Like, I, I mean, I, I thought, wow, this guy had this amazing broadcaster voice, very handsome and he got to talk to movie stars and musicians. And I just thought as a kid, wow, wow, what a career. And so it just tickles me, you know, so much all the time that I uh, actually get to speak to people like my guest today. You know, they both work, uh, Lauren works on the digital side of Access Hollywood and uh, Emily is actually, you know, on, I think on the main show, but they then, they created this thing over the pandemic called, uh, housewives Nightcap, and it was a digital uh, a digital series where they were interviewing housewives and Bravo celebrities and things of that nature. But they both have this great. Um Great correspondent energy about them, but at the same time, you can tell they're friends and they have a nice personal relationship. And I can't wait to have them on again. I think I'm going to go on their show next week. But I have so many, still so many questions for them just about the knowledge about, uh, you know, interviewing people on a press line and being able to get the best soundbite out of them. I think it really is. There's this element of magic that I think a lot of us don't appreciate uh, with with those kind of things of of getting that perfect sound clip of trying to establish some side of, some sort of rapport with a guest within thirty seconds, which they have to do on these lines. I mean, for the love of God, like I said, Emily had to go over and do the Wonka press tour and had to sit across from Hugh Grant and Timothy Chalamet and find the question that doesn't you know offend, but also enlightens and makes people laugh, and you know is broadcast out to the masses. And I just think that is one of the coolest gigs ever. And these ladies both do it with such grace and aplomb. I I just, I was so over the moon to have them on the show. Um, Can't you tell I really like, I mean, I just, I really have such a respect for people that work in this field. Uh, So it, it really felt very lucky today. Um, but let's get to it. You know, we talk about Kathy Hilton's holiday party from last week, which, uh, which Lauren covered and she revealed, you know, she got so many good sound bites, especially out of Kim Richards. But this interview goes everywhere. You guys, we go over Vanderpump rules, Rachel, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake Wonka. Um, I mean, truly how they got started, what their dreams are for the show, where they're, I mean, just, we covered it all and it. It was it's really loose. I, I giggle a lot like a school kid, and I think you're gonna have tons of fun with it. I know I did. So without further ado, let's jump into our show. And I just wanna let you know we'll probably be doing a part two t- tomorrow with a small interview because I wanna highlight a documentary. Um, and this documentary is called Billion Dollar Babies about the cabbage patch, uh the cabbage patch kids. Um, if you guys remember, the hottest toy that you could get in the 80s was a cabbage patch kid. And there is a brilliant documentary out right now. And I talked to the director of that documentary last week. Uh, so I think I'm going to do a, a second episode tomorrow, which will just be the interview and maybe a couple of pop culture stories. Nothing like a three-hour thing. But I think it is worth your time. And I always like to put new things to watch or view in in your path to make you aware of. And I think uh, Cabbage Patch, this documentary, The Cabbage Patch Kids, it just goes to show you, it's a a great slice of life of where we were in the 80s. And also then you, of course, you know, take stock of where we are now in terms of pop culture, consumerism. I mean, this documentary touches on so much and it was really, there were just really touching moments as well that really got me in the feels. So uh, I'm going to probably be releasing that interview as well. So support. I know it's a lot of content, folks, but I hope you have Fun with it. I hope you get off on it as much as I do. Not in a weird way, but you know what I'm saying. I hope it actually adds something to your day. Uh, and I think it. I, ho- I hope my dream is that it that it turns you on to some new things because I think this documentary, Billion Dollar Babies, is something that you're going to want to check out. I think it is like the perfect watch. Uh, especially if you love the stuff that we do. But without further ado, let's get to your new podcast obsession and you can also find these guys on the digital side as well. Emily Arasco and Lauren Herbert from Housewives Nightcap produced by Access Hollywood here. They are. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good presented by Betches Media. Today, I feel like this interview has been a long time coming. I have known of these ladies, I feel like for years now, I have followed their work. Through Access Hollywood and their amazing videos that they do with Housewives, Bravo, all of pop culture. But they have a podcast that I think is worth your time. It's called Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood. They're only eight episodes in right now and they're already firing on all cylinders because they're what we call in the business professionals. They do this (laughs) for a living. And I just think they have access to some of the best, if not the best, guests in terms of bravo, celebrities, in terms of. Behind the scenes dirt uh, Or as uh, tea as we like to call it Even though I'm a grown man and I don't like to say that uh, but each week on this podcast, Housewives Nightcap, they spill the exclusive tea. They dissect the latest episodes and share the juiciest behind-the-scenes gossip. Uh, and I've just been listening to their episodes all morning. And truly, as a fan myself, I geek out. I was loving this podcast, and I love them. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Lauren Herbert and Emily Roscoe. Welcome to the show. Hello.
0: What an Hello. intro. Wow,
2: I feel like I'm. I feel pretty special right now, Emily.
0: <laughs> I know. And my favorite part was that we are professionals. I feel like we need a businesswoman special for lunch or something. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, the, I mean, the ladies who lunch move over. It's ladies <laughs> who podcast professionally now. That's the new thing.
2: I am obsessed. Perfect. Yeah, well, we're obsessed with you. So it's such an honor oh. to be on your podcast. I've been listening for so long and I just I this is so fun for us. So thank you for having us, seriously. I echo
0: that. We are big fans.
1: No, I, I mean, I, truly, uh, I, this has been a long time coming. In fact, I remember DMing with Emily months ago and going, oh, my God, I want to talk to you. And I'm so disorganized that I, you know, <laughs> so it was great. It was great to be. Re- I was like, yes, I want them on the show. Are you kidding me? Of course. Aww. Um but you guys, you got to also follow them on Instagram because their videos on you know actually seeing these red carpet interviews they do. In fact, Lauren, you're coming up fresh off of Kill. last Oof. week. You, it was the Variety uh, Women, uh, like the top forty women in reality, I believe, and they did back to back nights. One at Kathy Hilton's house, and then one at Spago, which I went to. You worked the red carpet on both of these events. Uh, yes,
2: and it felt what like BravoCon. It felt like BravoCon 2.0, seriously. I was like, I just saw all of these ladies a couple of weeks ago, and here we are again. Kathy's was magical because I also got to go <laughs> into Kathy's house, and oh my God, when I tell you it was a winter wonderland, there was snow in the backyard. There was Meredith in the corner doing bumps of her caviar caviar like, yeah <laughs> yes caviar not yeah yeah yeah, caviar yeah i was like
1: i was like we are breaking news folks <laughs> no, Meredith no, has no, a no. problem <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> no, no 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 i've heard caviar and then you had heather and emily taking crazy photos together it was a time but the carpet was so great because you had kathy you had kim and you had kyle all there i actually talked to kim and that interview was a wild time she told me that oh. she dreamt of Kyle and Marisa's split <sighs> two weeks before was- she found out about it. That- oh. As, she- As she's telling this, was- I'm like, I was like, what is happening? I, I don't know how to react yeah. to this, but it was a, it was a crazy time.
1: First off, Kathy Hilton, like I, I have a feeling Kathy Hilton dress, like her-, her house dresses for Christmas year round. Like, I don't even know yes. if she realizes we're in December. I just think she always has a winter wonderland potentially at her house.
0: Oh my God. That's- that is so yeah.
2: accurate. I couldn't that's agree what Kyle more. told that's what Kyle actually told me. She said the basement is always decorated for Christmas. So I mean, I, well, I would do that too.
1: Why not, Lauren? I was I was talking to the Directv people the next night at Spago because I had done some work with them, and we were catching up. And they told me about that interview that I went up and looked at afterwards that you did with Kim. And I think they were even blown away. Like all of the fandom was blown away at some of Kim's sound bites on the red carpet. And and you guys are professionals. Does it shock you when you get? Especially with Housewives, them to be as open where they are kind of giving information, giving sound bites that you're like, this is I mean, this is wild what I'm getting. like, cause right. I felt like that red carpet was filled with them at Kathy's house
2: that red carpet was filled. And for me, I'm also an editor. So I have my editing hat on going like, ooh, that's a headline. Ooh, that's like, you know, how do I get another headline out of that sort of thing? Um, And then I'm texting like my team going like, get this ASAP. And here's the headline. But no, that's the. I think that's the great thing with Emily and I, we've interviewed them all so many times. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. I do see them on the red carpet, it's kind of like, oh, we're just having a little girl time. We're girl chatting. And then they get a little bit more comfortable. And then next thing you know, they're spilling the tea. Because I think that's what happened with Tamara. I interviewed Tamara at that variety party. And that's when she told me that her and Shannon (laughs) had a falling out. Okay. Tell tell, tell
1: the audience. I yelled about yeah. this on my show last week, but remind the audience what she said there, because that can lead us into a big breaking news okay. story of today. What? Yes, what, I think yeah, it does. Tamara was honored. Tamara was honored that night yes. at this dinner, but you talked to her on the red carpet beforehand. What did she say?
2: Okay, so we're just talking OC, talking about the honor, and then I was like, Tamara, who was on the naughty and nice list this year on The Real Housewives of Orange County? And she's like Such giving a me a question, little, Lauren. right? I was like, this yeah. is how I get the team in a very secretive way. And she's just like kind of looking at me. And then Eddie's like, start with the nice list or whatever. And I was like, uh-uh, Eddie, uh-uh, let's bring it back. Who is on the naughty list? And she looks at me and she goes, Shannon. Like she kind of secret, like hush and I'm like what you guys aren't good anymore and that's when she said her and Shannon had a falling out after or before Thanksgiving haven't talked since but I have to remind you a question before that we were talking about the whole John Shannon Alexis Alexis. and she was and she was telling me that she like she doesn't owe anything to Shannon because they're not good so I assume (laughs) I assume it has something to do with that I do not know but that is my assumption
1: Okay. Are you allowed to give like your real honest thoughts with me? Because this leads into, uh, what people magazine. I think they got the exclusive today. This is Tuesday, I believe. John Jansen and Alexis Bellino are now officially dating. Now, I just wanna say, imagine you guys like in your real lives dating somebody or even just knowing about them for maybe a couple of months. Imagine them doing a press release <laughs> announcing that you're you're yeah. you're actually dating. How does this even come to pass, you guys? Because you are, like I said, professionals. How does it come to pass <laughs> that People Magazine gets involved to report on an official announcement of a new relationship? These guys can't really know each other that well. Can you walk so us through crazy. behind the scenes of how stuff like this happens and why?
0: So to answer your first questions, yes, we can give your you honest thoughts. We only <laughs> give our honest thoughts, which get us into trouble uh, often. Yes. And we have to do a little bit of editing because we are a little bit too well, honest not sometimes. Not a little bit. I have to so, edit you all the time. Okay. Yeah,
1: Emily. God. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, no, I was listening. When I was, by the way, they interviewed Madison LaCroix a couple episodes ago, and she—they were giving very honest opinions about Austin on Southern Charm, which oh, I appreciated.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was, he's I a punchable face. Yeah, we yeah. he had a punchable <laughs> face. But so, okay, the way this happens now for a big celebrity, right? Um, they, their publicist or People Magazine, reaches out to them for a scoop when there are rumors, right? But for Alexis and John Jansen, (laughs) typically they are the ones to reach out to outlets and offer up the exclusive for their uh, announcement. Um, (laughs) This is not something people normally indulge in. But I do think that because of Shannon's recent scandal or uh, rather accident, whatever you want to call it. Incident. Incident. Yeah, Um, I do think that she, you know, unfortunately, sometimes these Mm. incidents that are not great, actually elevate this fame status of the housewife. So I do think Shannon became a little bit well, more well known, even to people that don't watch the show. Right. And then we all kind of, you know, people kind of found out about a relationship with John. And so people was probably probably like, you know what, this is gonna click for us. So they did it. They took the exclusive. I also think yes to
2: echo on that. I do think now we have Alexis who made an appearance at BravoCon. Mm-hmm. Who you know she introduced Vicky for yeah, her lifetime, Vicky for the lifetime, lifetime ha- achievement achievement award. There's rumors that she's coming back. There's also Heather on the panel that we did at BravoCon. We asked Heather, who do you want to come back? And she said, Alexis. So you have that mixed into it where, hello, this is going to be a great storyline. Get Alexis back. She's going to be dating John Jansen, which is so crazy. But, and but that's going to be huge.
1: I- I just feel like mentally Shannon Bador cannot handle this, this season especially. Like, yeah. I feel like this is so brutal. And it also goes to the point what they were trying to make last season of John Jansen potentially being a fame uh, trigger warning whore uh, is that he really, dr- he really wants this attention and. I will say Tamra 100%. said this. Tamara said this for the love of God. And that's why your interview really enraged me because this is classic Tamra of going yeah. like, oh, I, you know, you need to stand by Shannon right now more than ever. And she even went undid your little Trace Amigas tour even after, after she ran. By the way, I, so bad it's good as an exclusive. We are interviewing the actual house that Shannon ran into. The, the actual <laughs> Stop. house. is t- <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Lauren, a house can't talk. So it's not an exclusive, but I, I imagine it would be a great interview. <laughs> no, she goes like, we've been here for 40 years. My structure's always been sound. And then oh somebody hits God. me. And
0: then um, Archie and Shannon. Came oh, firing who, through. Can
1: the, who can get the Archie exclusive? Anyways, <laughs> the Tamra thing really, or er- that sound clip that I watched made me mad. Cause it's classic Tamra of like, she's already thinking ahead about the next season. Like th- her friendships aren't with these ladies. Her main friendship is with the show. And I, I admire that in terms of like a business person. Well, but said. This, like, why ever? And Tamara's already unfollowed me this year for saying, you know, my actual thoughts, but like, why ever trust anything Tamara says? It's got to be incredibly hurtful. I just, I sometimes, even though Shannon's made mistakes, I have such strong empathy for her still.
0: I couldn't agree more. And you know what, uh, Ryan, that made me think about how your Instagram totally does not reflect you because your I Instagram know. at times can be highly shady. And then in person, you're like the nicest, friendliest person. So you're oh. either a Gemini or you just know how to work Instagram well. I am a Taurus.
1: I'm a Taurus. Okay. But by the way, that was a question I had for you guys. I was going to save that for later is that I think you guys, I was studying you and even your stuff at BravoCon, your on-camera interviews. I mean, you had Lisa Vanderpump, you had Andy Cohen, you had like the creme de la creme, as well as hosting a panel at Bravo, panels at BravoCon. And I always think like, you know, you guys are so camera ready. You guys like know the questions to ask. Even Lauren was just saying, as I interview, I'm thinking of notes and headlines to send to my team. And uh, sometimes like, I feel like it's wild because I can do this. I actually have thoughts, but then sometimes I have this, I call myself the bad boy of podcasting, which is a joke. But I have these, I have these, qu- I have these quick memes in my head of like I'll fire off this joke, and I do feel bad about it sometimes. And I'm like, oh my god, as I get further in this, I have to dial this back. But it's so hard when you see that joke right there because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I do want to call it out as I see it and also try to get a silly laugh out of it as well. How do you guys do? How did you guys get to this point where you're so damn good at this? Where you like, how did you guys start? In this industry and find each other eventually? I know that's a big question.
2: That's a big question. It's a loaded question, but it's great. But I think the biggest thing for Emily and I, it's great that there's a two of us because we can bounce off each other. So if she's saying something or if I'm saying something, I can reel back like a good cop, bad cop sort of situation. Mm-hmm. But my, I started, um, I work, so I'm on the digital side of things at Access Hollywood, where Emily can speak to it, but she's on the broadcast side of things in Access Hollywood. And both of us noticed – so she's in New York. I'm in L.A. Didn't really know each other, but we love housewives. And so in the pandemic, I interviewed a couple of housewives for digital – and Emily was like, wait, this is great. Like, we should start interviewing them more. And we ended up, one thing's led to another. We're like, let's start a digital franchise because we're kind of bored in the pandemic. And three years later, here we are. Because so that's where Housewives those,
1: Nightcap started, was on that's digital. Where first. Was, I, yes, YouTube. Yeah, I noticed those yeah. videos starting to pop up.
2: Yes. So we would interview housewives every week and we just loved housewives. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, no one's going to tell us to do it. We just have to do it. So we do right. everything with it. We book, we produce, I edit, I write. It's one of, and then Emily, we do it all. And so it's I like, talks. <laughs> and Emily, ta- no, no, and we both book. We both no, produce. No.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's just great because it's like, okay, the two of us, we can do it. And no one has to help. And then now that like it's getting bigger, it's like, no, Emily and I, we're good. We're doing it all. So it's been fun. Selling a little
3: or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com betches.
0: I think it's also just about finding like that Thing in your organization that is not there right like a blank space and for us yeah. we are in mbc we are friendly with all the NBC publicists the bravo teams and it just felt like a missing space at access hollywood we would get pitched all these um housewives and bravo celebrities, and we had no space for them because broadcast you know wasn't particularly interested and digital was doing other things and so Lauren and i just kind of said well, why wouldn't we just give it a shot? Um, but to clarify, we were not bored in the pandemic. We I haven't had a boring day in my career in twenty years. <laughs> okay, what well, was Okay. Uh, our pleats were full, and because Lauren and I are worker bees and love to work, we were like, "Hmm, how can we further fill up our? How plates? can we? But what work I want to say more. about this is, we. I'm very proud of the fact that we did this all on our own. You know, we had support, but we really had to grow this on our own and show people that there was an audience for it, and it evolved into hosting panels at BravoCon, which is a really hard seat to get. Oh, you know, so hard. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've we've really grown this on our own. Um, and now we have so much support and so many people that believe in us. Um, and, yeah, hopefully. No, isn't that always
1: the case? Though is this finding that little space that's like nobody's yes. nobody's really filling in and showing. No one's and I, filling it. I always fight for that, especially with Bravo and all reality television. Is that these things deserve to be talked about? You know, it's like I grew <laughs> up in a day where it was movies, TV, and music, and now reality television is still like you know not in its infancy, but it it has a little bit of history now. But we're talking right. a thirty year history, right. less than, and now it's you know the proliferation of it's getting more and more. But I think this. Deserves- deserves to be talked about when I used to watch Access Hollywood that first week they weren't covering reality television they were covering no. Eddie Murphy they were covering yeah. you too they were co- and these things deserve and I love that the digital space exists that you can show them what this is about and mm-hmm. then what you know I think is happening more and more is that it moves on to the actual main show yes, you do get totally. to start a podcast you do like these things there is a wide fan base that deserves respect and that's what I even I mean even at that variety dinner the other night Uh, They, uh, with the Tamra, they did a podcasting segment of like Tamra, Paige DeSorbo, and I noticed it was the last panel of the night at the dinner and people were talking over it a little bit. And I was like, this is everybody in this room's problem is that you don't realize podcasting is a valid form of not just art, but of news. And like, everybody needs to quiet down because more people are listening to these things than they can possibly imagine. And this can help get your message out, which you guys deliver this message so brilliantly. I mean, are you happy so far with how this podcast is going?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, it's so much more fun because as you were saying before we were recording, our last week's episode was a little unhinged and it's just kind of, you know, it's, it gives us space for Emily and I to actually just kind of talk and, you know, can I cuss on here?
1: Yes. yes fuck yeah, okay yeah. so like we
2: shoot we shoot the shit and then it's like then we get into the housewife of the week or the bravo celebrity. where when we were just a digital franchise on youtube it was strictly the interview so that's right. why i think we love doing it and also it's a different audience the people watching us on youtube is probably not the same people listening to us on the podcast or mm. they're listening and watching but i mean i think it's been a total blast and we just started so we have a lot of kinks to still work out but we're moving and grooving
0: we're moving and grooving
1: but you guys know that i mean it's like the work you put in like you see that and that's the great thing about podcasting is you get a lot of chances at bats you know like i always say like well tomorrow's a new one tomorrow's a new one and just crank them out and it's it's just grinding that thing and like i always say it's like at bats of like I got to practice. I didn't do good in this interview today. I want to try to get better here, but I study people like you because I think it's so interesting to take what you do and then put that over to podcasting. And Lauren, you just mentioned relationships. And I got to say, that's what I truly did love in listening to your episodes are those conversations at the beginning and the end. When I do realize you have a real relationship, I want to hear people that know each other. And then you can add in Gertie or Madison or any of those people but I love the fact that you know each other. I love the fact that you can tease each other because then it makes me feel like I'm a friend of yours. And I think that's what podcasting does really well.
0: I feel like your podcast is totally the same. Like people really be- like you start feeling like we're just friends and pals yeah. and listening yeah. to your take on things. Like, But if we I talked in real life, that's how it would be.
1: That's how I it mean, would be. exactly. Right. exactly. We, would talk about, well, we would talk about all of this stuff if we met in real life.
0: Mm-hmm, 100%. And there's something just so interesting about people talking about their lives in an unfiltered way where you feel like even if they're not famous, like Lauren and I are not famous, you know, like we're just like two gals. At you're, you're, you're getting there. You're uh,
1: getting there. <laughs>
0: but there's something um, from your lips, okay? Um But there's something interesting about just getting like a peek behind the curtain of people's lives and hearing them talk in an unfiltered way. And and because you relate to it and you kind of feel like, oh, like that's kind of what I'm going through or, you know, and just be able to get out of this like the world is so heavy right now so i love content that is just i mean i always say i love lowbrow content that's just what makes me happy well hey welcome (laughs) to (laughs) to so bad it's good ladies (laughs)
1: welcome to so (laughs) bad it's good
0: (laughs) you know i don't know so we hope that that's what we are we hope we are delivering the most lowbrow content Low no, brow.
1: But I, well, but listen though, uh, your interview with Gertie last week, and I always think this is you know a shout out to these shows as well. Is that you can go lowbrow with these shows, and we see these insane scenes like you know Larza and her reaction to Gertie's cancer, and kind of outing I'm, her. I will and,
2: never be over that. To, I will never but, be but over but it.
1: You talked to Gertie, and it was also a great chance for her to talk about being cancer-free and to talk about her totally. journey. Yeah. Do you guys? You know, what's your take on that in terms of these shows bringing real issues into that? Do you, are you always like, oh God, we have to hear about real life? Or is it something that makes you lean in a little bit more when you watch uh, watch reality shows?
2: Uh, it makes me, it also depends on what it is. Yeah, but it this, told,
0: something like Gertie. Hold, Gertie I think is. I- So many women are affected. Like so important. It's so important because I think one in four women suffer with breast cancer. I mean, and that could be – I could be pulling that statistic wrong. So for you, I think that's what she said. Yeah, she said one in four, one in eight. She might have said think one, it was one in eight. Regardless, the fact we're breaking news on, on so
1: bad it's good. One <laughs> yeah. in four. That's a that's no, Emily's like,
0: quote. <laughs> Emily, is <laughs> <and> now <laughs> a scientist. Emily no, O'Rosco
1: said, <laughs> "Like
0: you look at the female demographic of Housewives, right? It's mostly women. Like a Gertie story specifically is something I think needs to be heard. However, that being totally said, outside of illness." Sometimes when the ladies get more serious, I can't say I'm as interested. I love my size so loose and fun. Goofy, and yes. I love fighting over hospital smells. Like that's what oh. I prefer, you know, <laughs> because in my yeah. real life, everyone's fighting over real shit and I don't really want that in my reality
1: Yeah. Life. Well, I'm scared yeah, going I, into the political landscape of 2024 and going like, oh I really God, do I don't not need want... special episodes. Uh, you no. know, let's encourage everybody to vote, but I don't need another roni where, I you know, the political system. I know that system... watch
2: part. No, no, no. We don't need that. Yeah. We don't I mean, need that's,
1: that. Uh, you know, that is something we'll be dealing with on a daily basis in terms of news coverage anyways. I don't necessarily. And I think we've proven in terms of political landscape, that usually doesn't work well. But I think when somebody struggles with an illness, I think Miami's handling it beautifully where you get yeah. to handle this really you know, horrible issue that a lot of women go through and Gertie is, but then also on top of it, use it to highlight the bizarreness of Larza <laughs> Pippen, uh, who also, by the way, has to be a real hero for you guys in terms of podcasting and what you're doing, watching <laughs> her do it so brilliantly on the show uh, with Marcus, her podcast. But I think, I think that show does it amazing because <laughs> it goes everywhere. Miami.
2: Yes. I love, uh, I'm also loving Miami this season. It's, Chef kiss. Yeah. Chef's What's kiss. What's your favorite show on right now? Ooh, this is it's really hard. Like... I don't know. What's... I just watched this. Sc- I just watched the screener for Beverly Hills. Ooh, Send please. it to me. <laughs>
1: Send it to me. Also, Wait, so you guys did it. you have Dinner from Hell Part Two. You have the yes, continuation guess... from this. Wait,
2: Emily, I haven't even told you this, but I make an appearance. Wait, how have you not she, told
1: me that? On the red carpet. I know, because right? I just found it re-
2: on a red carpet. I just we just watched it. And brogan was what brogan shout out to Brogan, oh he's his producing head Hollywood. Wait,
0: stop.
2: Brogan. It's a while <laughs> they're Oh wait, I can't say anything more because
0: yeah. Okay. But watch it. I will it. say though Lauren that's so that's my Hills dream number 1.
1: Yeah. My you dream. A, you
0: haven't been on an episode yet, Ryan?
1: No, my dream is to be like uh, Kyle Richards farted in a bathtub, and you know, like they just use my audio. Like that's that a lot when I really made a difference because you always you see it now pop up more and more, and I'm like, I've got to yeah. say something so ridiculous that it makes it to one of the Beverly Hills episodes. So you're saying, Lauren, that this week's episode is amazingly good.
2: It's amazingly good because I was thinking I Salt Lake, my or no Salt Lake, Beverly Hills, Miami, and the Potomac, but now. Beverly Hills is my number 1.
1: Ooh. Emily, yeah. what do you think of Salt? You said you love Salt Lake is your favorite. I what makes love you love Salt, salt well, Lake I, so much this season?
0: I really Okay, I don't like Monica. I find Monica huh. highly
1: entertaining. I right? do. She's yeah.
0: w- Would I want to like oh. have lunch with her absolutely not. But I think she. Yeah. Would I give her my social
1: security number? No way. But I. (laughs) Yeah. No. She she has all the colors of the rainbow. All of them are right there, and it doesn't mean that I think I would trust her with anything personal. But my God, she's fun to watch.
0: She's fun to watch. Um, Something about Salt Lake brings me back to like old school Jersey days in the way of like it is so like they're actually suing each other. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's not just. Um, and storyline like, cameras and a storyline like they're actually paying lawyers to sue each other. And you know, Jen actually going to jail like it's very Teresa G 2008, you know, so that's what I like about it. You're I like so that right. it's real. You,
1: you're, you're, you're dead so on with right. that comparison to Jersey. And uh, by the way, in, in Jersey news, the, uh, Teddy, uh, Freddie Mellencamp and Tamra, they are now so producing Freddie. the Jersey pod. I call her Freddie. The Jersey podcast <laughs> is now in full swing with Jen Fessler and uh, 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 Jackie Goldschneider. And they just released know. their first episode right there this week. And we got actually a, a push news alert from Jen Fessler that she had about an the impacted bowel. Yeah, she she with she, she had an impacted bowel, and I thought, what a what a way to get your podcast out there. Will you ladies be announcing any impacted bowels to kind of get the podcast out there a little bit more?
0: Well, so funny Emily, mentioned that <laughs> I was dealing with a similar thing last week. No Ozempic though, just a natural no Ozempic. backup. Just a- you know what yeah. happens. <laughs>
1: By the way, and this I'm... is great to call out Jen Fessler and go, I have a natural <laughs> bowel impact. How dare you people using these dangerous drugs?
0: Yes. 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 You know, but um, we, yeah, I, I like Jen Fessler. I really yeah, like
1: Jack. Really funny.
0: I can't say that I will be listening. Ooh, hot you know, take. Well, I know. Well, let me
1: take it over to Vanderpump a little bit because we just announced, uh, you know, the podcasting Ugh. field is just crazy crowded right now. Uh, every, if you have a voice, you have a podcast in these this day and age, especially if you're on Bravo, but we have Rachel, Rachel Goes Rogue, I believe, is her podcast coming out yes. in January. I'm sure it'll be the same week as Vanderpump Rules season premiere for 11. But I thought how interesting that all of these people are starting the podcast, and I sometimes wonder... You know, are you starting it because everybody's doing it or do you literally have something to say? And if you like Rachel's podcast, we will all listen for that one that first episode. The and one. so it's up to her. But it's up to her. Like she has a real opportunity here to really like if that if that one episode if she really comes comes correct, then you could actually have a little bit of a career doing this. I, my my hopes aren't high because she's usually not an effective communicator. I don't mean that in a mean way, but it just what, what do you guys think about that in terms of other podcasts? Like you just yeah. said, I, I don't know if I'll be listening. Will you be listening to Rachel's?
2: Definitely the first episode. Just how I listened to Amy and TJ earlier this morning. Oh, Robot. we're back. I, I will say yeah. it was really good. It was. I was hooked. So I might they're be... Professionals. Continue. Yeah, they're professionals. Yeah, third professionals. Emily and yeah. I, I don't know, but they are. No, but that... Yeah, I definitely will be listening to the first episode of Rachel. I do hope just like you said, that she takes that momentum. But who knows? Just how I listened to Tom Sandoval's for like two two times. I and did two I was episodes, like, eh. yeah.
0: He's and not. Nobody together. wants to listen to Tom Sandoval, period. Like, uh, maybe we'll watch him with his ensemble cast on the show, but we don't want to listen to him solo. Like, absolutely not. I can't do well, anything worse.
1: His podcast is fascinating because you have guests come on that ask him questions. Like, it's, it's like completely weird. role reversal.
2: so... Ryan, when we saw him at BravoCon, you know, I kind of thought, man, he's going to be different because this was Remorse after we small. just interviewed Carl and Carl was so remorseful, yes. so emotional. You could tell. And then I'm like, OK, Tom's going to come in. He's going to act the same. No. And then we saw Emily and I saw him in the lobby and he like has his glasses on and his full outfit Ugh. and we're like just walks uh. past us. Oh, like, I hid I from him at the stink. Delano.
1: Yeah. I ran oh. from him at the Delano and I was like, I do not want to have a conversation with him right now. And it is, well, I want to say that too, about uh, who you guys interview. Would you take an interview with Tom Sandoval right now? Will you take an interview with Rachel in January?
0: So he was just pitched. <laughs> yeah, he was just pitched to us. Um, I think it's like TV day. To be honest, um, the only reason I would talk to Tom Sandoval is because I wouldn't be like super nice, you know? And yeah. I feel like everywhere he goes, like not that I would be intentionally rude, but like I think he has a punchable face. And that's yes. how I would conduct the interview. You know? Like just honest. So and I feel like when he goes on please, everybody's like kind of like nice to him. Uh, you know, who was it that he did it with Harvey? Um
2: you know, oh, and he didn't what? know anything. No, 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 no. The other guy, um, the think? guy from America's Got Talent, Got
0: Talent. Um, yeah. Remember when? Oh, he did Howie that Mandel, how Howie and Mandel. he didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, Howie's like he like seems completely. like a nice
1: guy, we should forgive yeah. him. Yeah, I don't like, watch the
0: show. I feel like we are very non-biased. We just watch the show. And so we have an opinion, right? And that's how I would conduct the interview. So I would like to have Tom on just to do that. Rachel, I can't, I think she's really lost momentum. I think Ryan, what you said was really poignant and and perfectly said, which is, are you just starting a podcast because everybody's having one or do you actually have something to say? And I always think about that in the broadcast field because like, you know, know the Lady Gaga movie where... uh, uh, what is it? A star born. is born? The star is born. And, <laughs> Whoa, he, when says, he, said... <laughs> and he says, twelve. there are 12 notes between yes. every octave and 12 notes the octave repeats. It's the same thing over and over again. All you can offer to the world is how you see those 12 notes. And I think that's true in broadcast. You have to have something to say that's different.
1: Well, when yes. I do interviews, I always think of the Lady Gaga movie as well, but it's the <laughs> I just wanted to take another look at you. I just wanted to take <laughs> which by the way kind of ex- is exactly how Morgan Wade sounds on last week's Beverly oh, Hills. Episode. Oh my
2: God. What, I is, was what did you guys
1: what did you guys think when that scene first off, reminded me of a high school giddy, you know, relationship giddy. of like Oh my god. Giddy. But yeah. what did you think about seeing Morgan Wade uh finally after we've heard so much about her on camera?
2: That was So interesting. I think interesting is the right word because... Her. Yeah. The voice, too. I was not expecting her voice. I've I've definitely, like, heard her before, but I was like, I don't think I have because I was taken aback. But, yeah, Kyle was giddy. Giddy. But then now we're seeing how Mauricio is treating her on the back end where I'm like, you know, you girl, go do your thing. She obviously needs the emotional support that she's not getting from Mauricio. And if that is from Morgan getting tattoos together... Do your thing.
1: It was like, she was like, we get <laughs> tattoos. We work out. There was a lot of we's for a new friend. We have of chemistry. Wheeze. You can't deny And also chemistry. where the tattoo was. Oh, Emily, was. 100%. 100% they have chemistry. Oh, yeah, where the tattoo was. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to get like want to get a spicy. What did she say? Like something oh, like a tamale or something? It was or like or a spicy or, pepper. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: going to spicy yeah. pepper. And it was like. Are we making private part jokes with each other and like winking? Like each- I, I was blown away, but also this came out or was pointed out again this this past week that Kyle suffered a loss in her personal life. Uh, yeah. her, one of her friends took her own life. One of her best Ugh. friends took her own life, and I will say what's frustrating about that uh, is that I want that on the show. Like, why are we not talking about that then? Why are we not? You want to know why I've changed guys? You don't want. it's because I lost a dear friend that really rocked my world because two things can be true at once. Like the Morgan thing can still be happening. But this other thing fills in so many of those blank spots that like, why don't we talk about this? Or are there certain things that we won't even cover on this show because they're too real?
2: Hmm.
0: You know, I also think sometimes Bravo wants to stay away from that stuff because it's a little sometimes the ladies don't handle it as well as they should. (laughs) So they literally know their (laughs) cast cannot accurately Handle it. comments. Yeah, so,
1: Sutton's like, you lost a friend. Well, I got a new <laughs> horse, Santos. I, if something Santos. happened to Santos, I'd be very upset. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. I do agree with you, though, Ryan. It is disappointing that we didn't get a little bit of it because, I mean, I, Kyle's done a 180.
2: I do think we fine. are going to get a little bit of it though.
1: I I hope we do. I hope because I feel yeah. like why not like you, you know why not mention this because it fills in so many blanks and if we're actually looking at this as a case study in the human condition even though that sounds silly to say out loud, why don't we put those things in because those are the things that actually motivate us to change our lives and to go right. through something yeah. really traumatic how you come out on the other end can completely turn you away from a 27 year old 27 year marriage. This is something that you've built a family up with. And also we still don't know the real truth about Mauricio, even though we've seen him now for 13 seasons. We don't know. We assume that he's done a lot of things and we've heard a lot of rumors, but we don't know. And I find that the interesting thing too, about these shows is watching them fight over what gets on air and what's kept off. you It's like this push-pull of, I don't want it to be too real, and Kyle's yes. now stuck in that vortex of, oh my God, yeah. I have to talk about this stuff.
0: Couldn't agree more. Also, it annoys me that Mauricio continues to be painted as husband of the year, despite in the middle of a separation. Like, why aren't we getting the real, real on Mauricio?
2: I, you know, Ooh, well, by, they just, yes. they just all hung out together too. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? I don't
0: understand. Like, but you clearly, tell, Mauricio is not the best husband, but we don't know why. Love being, love, what
1: are you, what are you talking Bean. about? Love being, love being. What are you talking I mean, about?
0: Not that, you know, Kyle and
2: Kathy, obviously, they've had their ups and downs how many times, but it is clear that Kathy. Does not not like Mauricio. Does not like Mauricio in all of her recent interviews when she's asked about it. It is obvious. So obviously she knows things.
1: I mean, it's infiltrating Kim's dreams. I mean, you got that exclusive. I mean, Kim
2: dreamt (laughs) about it. (laughs) Oh, I just found it so interesting. I know they've also, Kim and Kyle have also had their waves of relationship. I just found it interesting that both Kim and Kathy found out about the separation in the news. So you had Kathy and Kim talking about Kim's dream days before the news broke. And then Kathy's calling Kim going, wait, how, you know, how did you find out about this? Because now news is everywhere. So I just find it weird that Kyle didn't
0: call her sisters. Do you find that weird? I Kathy mean, didn't I, even know that her daughter had a child until oh, she I walked will. into the room. Wait, Laura,
1: that's what I was just <laughs> going to bring up. Is that I spent the weekend? Speaking of NBC and Peacock and all of these great things, I spent the weekend watching Paris and Love season two, and it is. If I mean, just to look at that Hilton family, and then to think that Kim is, you know, Kim and Kyle Kim are from that family. <laughs> You've got to watch Paris and Love. You don't even have to watch season one. Watch season so two. Good. It is I agree so him. eye-opening in terms of human behavior and how that family works and what yeah. could have potentially went down the pipeline for people like Kyle. And I just, I, I was blown away by season two. Like even the story they were trying to tell, that's fine. But the story behind that story that you're watching of Paris's voice vacillating from like really low all of a sudden to that's hot to her music (laughs) career, to her husband, to the baby, nobody knowing about the baby. I just thought you guys highly recommend.
0: What was most shocking for
1: you? I think the most shocking to me was Paris's uh, so many things, but Paris's fear, Paris's internal fear that you could see so palpably on her face. Anytime she had to deal with her mom that to me was so... Oh, that's interesting. Okay. To me, I mean, I, I've known about it, but to see it, like to see her carrying in this baby for the first time and then to see how they end the series with kind of a mirror scene of that episode that I'm talking about uh, with trying to surprise Kathy again, potentially. And I just walked away going, don't mess with Kathy. Like I rethought every meme I had in my head of like, I'm not going to go hard on Kathy anymore. Like Kathy should be feared and you see how so many people do fear her just by her reactions that was, what, what, what was it for you, Emily?
0: Oh, 100% that the baby was a month old and Paris hadn't changed a diaper yet. Oh that, yeah. I know rich people Listen, do rich people things. Rich, but that rich people is wild. As okay, a like, mother, I mean I'm not a mother, but I'm saying say, <laughs> something you need to tell me. Breaking news, breaking it her is.
1: boyfriend in Europe that she just got taken there, she so they now have a child. Yeah.
0: No, but but she is a mother. So I'm refer- like I'm referring to Paris. Like that's like a part of the whole bonding experience, the whole thing you kind of like. I understand you don't do it all the time, but a month and you haven't changed your child's diaper. That was shocking (sighs) to me.
1: It was. And I was trying to, but I was, I was making excuses for that because I was like, listen, rich celebrity. I don't know how that all works. I drive a Corolla. I don't know. Like I, who knows how they, they do things. Uh, But you're right. Like the, the nanny seemed to have, You know, even how she picked the baby up at times worried me. I agree. Um, It felt like
0: she was not. Yeah. Listen, I love Paris, though. I don't want to trash Paris. I just was kind of shocked. But also, we we are common folk. So we don't really know what the other side is like. This could be very common on the other side.
2: This could be.
1: This could be. Well, this we'll find be. out in Paris and Love season 3. Also, three. I get worried about streaming now even though Peacock truly and I'm not, you know, trying to kiss NBC Universals, but it is really kind of my number one streaming service just because oh, of totally. all of the housewives it's content really on there. Good. But I sometimes get nervous like Paris and Love released this weekend and I talked all about it and I think the the turnover of like Well, by next week, will we have forgotten about this season? Will we be, you know, because you consume it Mm. all so fast that sometimes you forget that like the thing that usually stays with you over the course of a housewife season, like on Salt Lake, this slow build or even Vanderpump rules season 10, where they were able to tease this thing out until the very end. I sometimes worry about streaming of like, I want people to watch this and talk about it. But sometimes when it's given to all of us at once, I sometimes worry about that. Our thought process turnaround.
0: I agree with that you. It makes like, sense. Like, I'm in and out of Paris in love. Like, I love it. But, like, I don't need, like, the clips come up for me on, on my socials. Like, I'm good. I get the highlights. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily She's gets good. the highlights, you guys. She's no, good. No, but hey, you know what? No, I know what you mean. Wait.
0: Can I just also say, for my broadcast job, I have to watch so much scripted content that the reality, like, I, I love watching. Yeah. But that's my fun time. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, oh. I'm... You're I'm right. constantly watching i'm screening everything all the time
1: i i, so, I, I yeah. tell my audience this like on a daily basis now was that this was my dream as a kid you're like you're telling me i get to watch tv and then talk um, about and, it and now yeah. i've been interviewing like a lot of authors or celebrity like i just said the situation on today and i was like was if fun. i <sighs> would have told my oh it was so fun. I, and i got to read his book and i was like and I, and I I was like, oh, I can't believe I got to finish this book. And I was like, listen to yourself. This is the dream. You are this at is the a, mountaintop. Yeah, this was it. the dream. But I want to take people in, into your job, uh, both of you guys. But Emily, in particular, you know, I want to point out since you do not just Housewives, you do it all. You just went on this press junket for Wonka. And I was watching your clips Wanda, from that interview. Yeah. When you go to an, what is the difference for you internally and externally? So what you're trying to, in terms of talking to a Hugh Grant and a, uh, a Timmy Chalamet, uh, as opposed to say a Ramona singer, what is the difference for you going into those interviews and how nervous do you like, what will you take us through that a little bit?
0: Yeah. It's such a good question. Cause it's totally different. I feel like I live two different lives at one <laughs> job. Right. So God, Lord, no, are you I was laughing? oh it's true though. i really yeah, do it's like i was trying to sign I, it <laughs> i go from like sophisticated emily to like trashy emily you know and it's like they both exist Tra- me. i get trashy <laughs> emily you get trashy emily nice honestly yeah you're, you're like the, she,
1: she's like the incredible hulk you guys this she's the incredible sometimes she hulks out and does bravo but she's bruce banner a mild-mannered <laughs> it's scientist true.
0: it's true yeah. and you know, sometimes in my broadcast interviews, so you're right. I, it is a lot of a-listers. Like I'm very blessed. I just interviewed Julie Roberts yesterday at the um, premiere for her new apocalypse. Oh, the movie Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I'm interviewing people of very high caliber um, that have had really esteemed careers in Hollywood, and it's very different when you walk into that room. You feel like you. Um, there are a lot of parameters in terms of their publicists are there. they're their publicists represent a lot of other A-list talent. So it's important that you are well-respected. Yeah, yeah, you want to enter the room and and be well-respected and ask thought-provoking good questions that are also... Listen, I work for Access Hollywood, not CNN. So they need to be fun without crossing a line or being disrespectful. Yeah. And, you know, these days, actors think they are very highfalutin. So <laughs> you need to
1: have your rookie
0: up and be very, you know it's it's gentle and it's a dance it's it's a very yeah. you get eight minutes to sit down and ask the celebrity these <sighs> questions that you know you want to respect the film especially if you love it um but in addition our audience wants to know personal things they want to know funny things they want to know silly things so we have to approach that and it's a dance it's kind of you don't know what mood you're gonna walk into they could be in a really bad mood they could be tired Timothy was very tired. He was still funny, and Hugh was. Hilarious. He was so funny. But Timothy was. That's a good example of Timothy being. Um, he was very tired. Oh, I have scoop on that. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So as we were walking out, uh, it was me and another reporter, and um, I was standing there. We were the last ones around leaving. There were still other reporters there, and all of a sudden, whose face? So Timothy gets in the elevator and he leaves. Okay. So yeah. he's gone. Who's next? Kylie Jenner. Her face is right there. She's standing there in black leather. leather. And, of course she's in black leather. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And she's going into the elevator next. And I look at the reporter with me and I'm like, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. And I didn't play it cool. Neither did the other reporter, which we both confessed later on. We didn't... We, you know, for people that see celebrities every day, we were very starstruck, which is so weird because I don't even really care about Kylie. I think it's just because yeah, you weren't expecting.
1: Her. But also, you what she represents them. in all of pop culture—it's and the
0: yeah. at his junket. Like, I'm- I was shocked.
1: In fact, I was just gonna say I I feel like I haven't seen them around each other in a minute, and I kind of scour a lot of. But that's so she took the. I mean, hey, that she might just be a coincidence. Elevator. They might just randomly be in the same building, and they might just no. randomly be. No, I, I don't think
0: Kylie's on the, wow. on the junket floor. Um,
1: I thought you were gonna tell me he FaceTimed her or something, and you saw no, her face she that was way.
0: There in the flesh, which that's support Because, because that's what does she look like in the flesh? It's already been reported. So. um Yes, I'm just not a um,
1: witness. That's amazing. That it really is good tea. Although Timothy Chalamet yeah. is at an interesting point in his career, so well respected, but he's at that point now where he's dressing like he's like uh, somebody from the Matrix. He didn't
0: you know? It's interesting. He didn't want to answer my fashion questions, so I pressed oh. him on it because I was like, "This is such." I said, "You know, Timothy, talk about your fashion." Says, "I love you know." I love it. You're slaying. Um, can you talk a little bit about it? What, blah, 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 whatever. Good questions. And he says, Well, I'm inspired by Hugh Grant's uh, satir- satirical, uh, no, sartorial, he, he, yeah. Yeah, he tried to kind of throw it to the side. And then I, Hugh, answer, Hugh, answered something like silly. And then I was like, Back to your fashion sense. So, like, because why aren't you just giving me a fashion answer? That's no, like, not it's that hard crazy. of a question. It's not like you were no. asking You know what? Oh, that, really? Fashion.
1: Fashion is very personal for Timothy. Fashion, he didn't, you can't. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I mean, he didn't want it, but he did ultimately give a little bit.
2: Which my was question it. is the night before, he was at the red carpet, and that man must have been so cold. He was like an a V. And oh. I was like,
0: oh, <laughs> chilly. Shout out Be- to Timothy for that. I do also want to say he did so many interviews and. Um, he was freezing cold, so I, I I do have to say, like I really respect him. He's very. He did not need to do all those interviews, and so. Well, you know, listen, so. I feel
1: like. Well, no, I feel like, and to shout out what you guys do again, though, is like I feel like we're in a time where movies need to be saved, the movie going experience, and part of that is you know selling your wares, is going out there. I've, I watch yeah. press junkets my entire life on shows like Access Hollywood, and I want that to continue forever. I want I want movie stars out there. I I support Timothy. By the way, he's playing Bob dylan next i believe in a movie i can't even imagine timothy as bob dylan um okay as we wind down here uh and start what is to come what is in the future of housewives nightcap for you guys and where do you i mean in your dream of dreams where do you see this going like live shows where where are we going
2: yeah well this week we have heather gay who (sighs) was great who i will say told us that you know we're saying we're telling her how much salt lake is on and she's like, just wait. Like, seriously, yeah. just wait. It's supposed wait. to get and then insane. She even, insane. The black guy will be answered. But she said that's like nothing nothing compared to everything else. We also talked about the lawsuit. So that's this week. And yeah, Emily and I are just, you know, we're, book, we're booking Teresa. We have a couple of big ones coming down the pipeline. <laughs> yes. We loved. – we're also – we're tree huggers, which sometimes I know – People hate see, it's hard.
1: No, see it's hard because yeah, I like are. I don't know. I like elements of both of them. And I just got to I was on Melissa's show a couple months ago and I had a great time and it is interesting to think of them as real people. And I will say this yeah. is that at that spago dinner, I went outside for a second and I was next to Louie, Teresa's husband, Ooh. smoking a cigarette, and we got into this conversation. I didn't tell him what I did. He was like, "What do you do?" I was like, "Oh, you know, just <laughs> something, just something." But I was like, I you know, we got into a conversation about family and being out here and I just thought, what an interesting conversation if I didn't know anything. I hadn't watched about the show. Him. I would have walked away thinking, "What a lovely conversation." And it was, but it was really? int- well, yeah, it really actually was a no. very uh, kind of weird open conversation i just got back from my dad's and thanksgiving and we were just kind of weirdly he asked if like this is where pretty woman happened is rodeo close to here and i was like it sure is it sure sure is is. it sure is jersey thing to ask like go to la once and ask where
0: pretty woman is like i was like call pk
1: paul Paul (gasps) pk will hook you up with the pretty woman experience um but but where you guys want to head like besides like the interviews where do you
2: Live,
0: Live shows, shows would, would be amazing, an amazing. Um, and then also love... our. What? Go ahead. No, you I go. was going to say we love hosting. We love hosting panels. So yes. more hosting gigs like that with our ladies. We love that. And,
1: yeah, that's yes. a goal and for I me think, too. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I think our 2024 goal because I'm speaking it into existence. We've. I was just talking to our our lovely, fantastic PR. Late, how do you PR? She's on the call and I'm like calling her a PR yeah. lady, but no, Amanda's awesome. That, yeah, Amanda runs PR for Access Hollywood and she's the best person in the entire world. But we're speaking yes. into existence. Emily and I being bartenders on Watch What Happens Live.
1: So, oh, you guys, you guys, that's that's a no brainer. That's going to ha- like that's not even that's, a that will that's happen. A thing. Period. That no, but I, that will happen. Like that will we happen. Hearing, that's our twi- what, yeah. What, what are we wearing? wearing. Well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we're something that Timothy Chalamet wore on the Wonka tour. Maybe that could Honestly, uh, you could coincide right there. Co-
2: that would oh like, be iconic. But no, we just you know, have a lot of fun with this, and I think. For both Mm. Emily and I, this is not really a part of our day jobs whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. it's just a fun thing that we can do that is now becoming more a part of our day jobs, which is great. And it's helping other things. So I just – at the end of the day, Emily and I are actually friends and we have fun. And as long as it's still fun, I'm happy.
1: Well – it's really fun to listen to, it, and you ladies are amazingly fun to talk to right now. But also, I, I want to argue for Access Hollywood to do a two-minute Housewives recap on the main show every week that you guys host of This Is What You Need to Know in the World of Bravo I would love to see you ladies do that because I think it would be great cross promotion for the digital and for the podcast and all of these things you could put it into one. And I think there is enough people out there that would truly, truly love that. Um, Lauren and Emily, please tell me you'll come back because this was just, this felt like talking to two friends.
2: Well, Ryan, um, we need you on our podcast. We need you on so our podcast. I think I, I think I am coming you are, on your show. You on the yeah. yes, I was like, yes, I think yes, I, yes, I am.
1: Hopefully no, you are. Be-
2: you are. We're, I'm so excited because this is great but also yeah can you call up people Ryan because that is a great idea we'll we'll have you call up the executive producer and NBC and there you go
1: listen I'm, I'm such a huge like that's what I'm saying like I do but I'm a huge fan of these things I'm a huge fan of things that get entertainment news out there I don't laugh at it I really take this very seriously and you guys inspired me now to deactivate my Instagram account so I can be taken <laughs> more seriously in no. this oh, um, no. No, no, I do, no no I'm joking no 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 I'm joking but it is one of those things I really you, you ladies inspire me and I want to try to try to do more of like, not access Hollywood obviously but like you guys really you guys are the you know one of the people two of the people that I look up to that i'm like god it's such amazing what they get to do and i don't think people know what goes into what you do and how hard you work because we just see what you present on camera which is so 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 beautiful and glitzy and glamorous and that there's a real job that goes into all of this and you guys excel at all of that
0: you are so sweet ryan i've been following for forever so to hear you say that is like a little like meta like i don't know what how to react because like you're cooler
1: Well, no, you're, I meta. come off like a monster on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So you're like a monster telling me that we're- No, gonna, but no, no. No, I,
0: no, no, you don't come off like a monster. You're funny.
1: You're but so you funny. Throw
0: shade, and in person, you would think you're super shady in person, but you're like so genuine. No, I But I like so you,
1: no, but you throw
0: l- love
2: shade this. in the most like- hilarious it's the well, most perfect way where as a housewife fan i'm like yes anytime you do the sun voice on your podcast i just die <laughs>
1: yeah i just i, I say i, I, I say, <laughs> I, say <laughs> I say emily and lauren you two are the best interviewers in housewives i've ever met i say i say sorry yeah um anywho sounds any words. Words. it sounds like the sun <laughs> Everybody's like, "That's I'm like, I know it's not a note perfect uh, imitation." Okay, this is getting uh, off the rails, which is really great. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Yes, uh, I, anything that I can ever do to help get your show out, oh, I, I mean, because guys, also, it's thirty five to forty minutes. Some of these things, like you know, it's really the perfect time long. frame. It's not. It's, it's not three long. hour extravaganza Like, yeah, you, and you get yeah. you, you get behind the scenes dirt. Mm-hmm. People can
2: also fast forward emily and i talking shit and then get into the main part so no
1: i want i want the shit part as well and i'm telling you there's a lot of good interviews some good bravo con tea uh you know they're gonna have uh, you know the red carpet tea from last week all of this yes. stuff is on there so i think it's a really great mixture and you guys uh are the captains of a really strong built ship so i can't wait to talk to you again mm-hmm. and uh i'm right you know, right now i'm going over to to do Sheena's podcast. <gasps> oh! Yeah, wow! As I call. Um, wait, that's um, see what I mean. So you're so, so
2: famous. We can't yeah. to have you on. Yeah, that's the I know thing. She, honest... would love,
1: she would love you, ladies. I'm going to actually bring you up when no, I meet. No, we can't uh, wait to have
2: you on. on. Yeah, oh, okay. on. Yeah, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but no, I mean, great. like, you should go on her show, too. I you're like the perfect... on her show.
2: I will yeah. be so honest. Amanda! I mean, but when Amanda told us that you agreed to have us on, I was like, wait, What? Yeah, we were
1: shocked. Oh, immediately. Immediately. Oh, there she is. Amanda just popped up. Okay housewives nightcap and what do we do yes. for people that take the time to come on this show you go subscribe guys apple podcast and spotify what else you do is you just rate it five stars you know we don't want to be negative we don't want to we want actually like this is something that people do and put a lot of work into and mm-hmm. just give it that honor of just giving it five stars because for a new podcast especially you want good placement on things like apple podcast and spotify and sometimes it's a mystery on how that all happens so uh, really do that service to to those ladies and for my show as well and uh Uh, I will talk to you ladies very, very soon. Thank you so much, Emily and Lauren. Thanks,
2: Ryan. Ryan. This was so much fun. And we're going to have so much fun when you come on ours. So, yay! So Bad
1: It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander, video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies.
3: Betches.